podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Yes, we are back with another episode of the What If Football podcast and today we're playing another game. Yes, like Jigsaw, we're going to play a game and this is another round of Obscure Footballer where you on Twitter and our Twitter handle is at whatif underscore YouTube suggest us some absolutely rotten footballers that we've all forgotten. Let's just kick off with today's show. And we are on the Sports Social Podcast Network every Wednesday and, of course, everywhere else you get your podcasts with the What If Football Podcast, where we play games like this. We review Premier League years of years gone by, i.e. in the Barclays and the Champions League as well in the Gazprom. More on that later. As well as Naughty's Nostalgia, nostalgic stuff like this as well. And if you do like podcasts like these, we're also on Patreon five days a week. Bookend in the week with weekly columns about contemporary football stuff. So, for example, this past week we've been looking at AFCON, we've been looking at FPL as well, and differential players that might have a good second half of the season following the transfer window's closure, of course. And we also do nostalgic podcasts a bit like these. We look at great games in the Great Games podcast, and we compare and contrast in Combined 11, head-to-head, and we look at fantastic seasons or not-so-fantastic seasons in Story of My Season, for example, the first episode of which was Wigan's 2012-13 season. Quite the roller coaster, if you remember. But today, we're looking at obscure footballers. And in any game of obscure footballer, we have to look at our Hall of Fame, which we've had a number of classes recently. So October's class, the first class of the Hall of Fame, Frodo Grodas himself from Middle Earth. We've got Israel Zuniga and we've got the king of the Hall of Fame, if you ask me, Ofeo Kezaved. Fantastic player as he is. In November's class, we had Orlando Trustful, Boncho Genchev and John Gope Fenapai. I don't know any of these players. Uh, December 2021, we had William Mocke, Torben Picknick and Zan Benedicic. And in January 2022, we had two classes. We had the Twadzik brothers, Philip and Patrick. We had Diego Gavilan and we had Carlos Andrea Mazzinaro. No, me neither. And Vance Warner and, of course, the humble trialist. By definition, obscure. And being it's a, a bit of a game here on this week's podcast, every game has to have its rules. So therefore, any player who played the majority of their career before 1998 are automatically obscure. Obviously, within reason, the example I always use, Diego Maradona, obviously, played the majority of his career before 1998, obviously not obscure. Also, most Manchester United players automatically won't be obscure, given the fact that I am um, a Manchester United fan, obviously, again, the watershed for that is, again, 1998. So, let's get stuck in with some of your suggestions. 
And we start off with Stelios Giannacopoulos, courtesy of the Anglo-Italian podcast. Absolutely not. One of the most well-known players that I've received in the um, in the history of obscure football. We are on round six, of course. Stelios Giannacopoulos, absolutely not. One of the dons of Sam Allardyce's Bolton team. What a player. And uh, I think the term people use is the streets won't forget. I mean, whatever that means. He's just a cult legend, isn't he, of uh, Premier League history in the mid-2000s. I think I grew up just in the right time to uh, experience the greatness that was Stelios Giannacopoulos. But uh, good try. And we also have Azia Del Horno from Jake Collinson. Definitely, definitely not obscure for me. Um, One of the more... Probably one of the most obscure of the recent, I say recent, um, Chelsea fullbacks recent, as in 15 years ago recent, um, but unfortunately not in my book. I can instantly picture him in that gold trim Chelsea Samsung shirt from when they won the first Premier League title in 2005. Left back, obviously, he would um, he would be subbed out by Ashley Cole when he came the following, uh, the year or two after that, wouldn't he? So, um, But still a solid solid left back, a solid shout as well for... for uh, for younger listeners, perhaps, people might not remember who Asia del Horno was, for example, Spaniard. I think he went back to Spain after his um, his time at Chelsea. We've got a potential Hall of Famer, though, next. And an absolute shout by George B. 01065217 on Twitter there. Edson Brafhide. Now, I've not got an absolute clue who this guy is. His name sounds Dutch, so you're probably going to get him at the likes of the big three. So your Ajaxes, your Feyenoords, your PSV Eindhoven's probably. Um, so we delved into Wikipedia for this one, as we do when we're not too sure on uh, the obscure footballer game. And he's a fullback of Surinamese descent. He had 10 caps for the Netherlands in the 90s, but unfortunately never stayed at one place for too long. Um, after his senior debut, he had four years at Utrecht two years at FC20, so decent clubs in um, in the Netherlands, so not not the big three, not Ajax, not Feyenoord, um, not PSV, but he did go to Bayern Munich for two years, bizarrely. Um, his time in the British Isles was um, spent on loan at Celtic for a year, played a bit part for Hoffenheim for three years after that, back to FC20 on loan, to Lazio as well, so he's kind of stumbling up a little bit in some aspects of his career, but he only played a bit part at the likes of Lazio, Hoffenheim, of course, Bayern Munich as well. He wasn't sadly a key player for them. And he would go to Utrecht for two years and then to America. He's still playing, 38 years of all, years of age, at Palm Beach Stars. Um, an obscure team um, as well. <laughs> no idea who they are. Um, Enrique De Lucas is another suggestion by George Spencer. And he sounds like a football manager regen, if ever, <laughs> if ever I heard one. Probably picturing, probably it's probably mid-level Spanish club Real Betis or something like that um, or alternatively a failed Harry Redknapp Portsmouth player I had, I had in mind so we took to Wikipedia it's definitely obscure um, a Spanish midfielder came through La Masaya the academy at Barcelona <laughs> of all teams but he would make his debut senior debut in Catalonia it would not be at Barcelona it would be at um, their local rivals Espanyol where he played until he was 24 then moved to Chelsea which um, no clue. Um, 25 Premier League games in the 2002-03 season, which has completely gone from my memory. Um, I know George is a Chelsea fan, so probably should have got that really, shouldn't I? Um, 2002 Chelsea, it's not 
uh, this was right at the height of my absolute obsession with football. Um, at a young age, you take absolutely everything in. Um, played fantasy Premier League at the time as well. So oh, before that, but um, with a different sort of newspaper, so to speak. So it, I, I should have got him because I probably memorised every player. Talk to me about a Jason Dodder, Klaus Lundek, Vam or any other Southampton defender. <laughs> I'd know them, then I should have really got De Lucas here. But he would go back to Spain after his stint at Chelsea, Alaves, where he made 127 league appearances. He played for Mercia, Cartagena, Celta Vigo, Hercules, and for some reason ended his career at Biggles Wade United. <laughs> I mean, wow. Uh, Biggles Wade United, often a club um, that some players go to at the back end of their career like that. Um, I don't know if they've got some pull, they've got money or whatever. I need to probably research that a bit. In the foyer, in terms of um, in terms of obscurity, whether or not we can um, count him, he did, did have twenty five Premier League games for Chelsea. He's he's, he's obscure, definitely obscure. Um, next, an absolute perler from Stephen Bridgman here on uh, Twitter. Frodo Kipper. Now, a return to Middle Earth. You may remember we uh, we said Frodo Grodas was in the Hall of Fame. We may have another Frodo. We could have a Frodo Frodo wing of the <laughs> Hall of Fame. Um, it kindly attaches a picture to Stephen of a circa 1998 Liverpool player with the with a thick white um, round collar um, of a Liverpool shirt. Remember Michael Owen celebrating in that um, Stephen Gerrard making his debut, Jeremy Carragher, etc. If anything, that hazed my knowledge a bit further. I, don't, I clouded it over a bit more, so we had to go to Wikipedia. He was born in Oslo, made his senior debut for Lillestrøm. Then he was signed by Roy Evans in 1998, probably one of the last, the last of the Scandinavian mass influx into the Premier League in the mid to late 90s. We've seen it. Um, Jan Aga Fjortov, um, a proponent of that as well. Um, he had two loan spells at Stoke, Frode Kipper, um, played two cup games for Liverpool a um, few years apart, and then back to Lillestrøm, where he played for 17 more years, only just retired in, in 2020 or 2019. He came out of retirement for a couple of games. And um, yeah, he's he's... He's alongside De Lucas and Brathide in the foyer there, I think, um, in terms of the Hall of Fame. We've got a couple of suggestions from James FF9 on Twitter as well. We've got Mike Marsh. Now, I was thinking with the name, it could be a prolific 80s forward, could be a turn-of-the-century Soccer Saturday pundit, could be both, really. Kind of picture him next to uh, Rodney Marsh or George Best, Frank McClintock, for example, the, the OGs of the... Uh, Soccer Saturday World. Um, obviously, I had to go to Twitter for this. Um, it kind of an 80s prolific. He's not forward, but he's kind of 80s. He made his senior debut in 1987. Midfielder for Liverpool between 87 and 1993, but alas, didn't make too much of an impact at, um, at Anfield, but then went to West Ham, went to Coventry, went to Galatasaray. A bit of a journeyman career. All of those was, um, was for a year. Spell then went to South End for three years, then knocked about league non-league for a for a bit. Southport, Barrow, Kidderminster, Southport again, Boston, and Accrington Stanley before they came up to the football league in the mid to late two thousands. And uh, James also suggests Franco Di Santo. Now, unfortunately, I've just done a um, probably been up on the Patreon plug plug um, for a while now. I think, um, but the. Uh, just on a story of my season podcast on Wigan 2012-13. So unfortunately, James, you've uh, hit me at the wrong time with that. But I would have remembered Franco Di Santo, mainly at Wigan. I think 
seem to think he did have a spell at Chelsea, didn't he? Um, which is lost to the annals of time. That um, Especially when Chelsea was so good and they've got Franco Di Santo, who's a bit hit and miss as a centre-forward, really, and it certainly was in the 2012-13 season um, at Wigan when uh, when I covered them on that podcast. Um Big things are expected. Didn't really, didn't really hit the ground running, unfortunately. But could have been, could have been something really. Um, our next suggestion from Chris Kelly is Milenko Aksimovic, and I'm sure we've had him before. Um, but it's one of those names where Aksimovic sounds so easy, so easy off the tripping off the tongue quite quickly. Um, could be a it's like a Slovenian name, I think, or Eastern European name um, that's uh, quite popular. Um, may have been another Eximovic, but um, it's funny how the more of these obscure footballers I do, the more I'm clouded in my judgment. I was looking for a, a um, I had to go to Wikipedia for this. I was looking for a in an early 2000s, mid 2000s Tottenham Hotspur stint and uh, found it. So I think we have had Eximovic on the uh, on the show before, Chris. So unfortunately, not obscure. Um, I don't think we ruled him as obscure last time. Um, not too sure on that one there and a a suggestion from Tom Moore um 00441129 um on Twitter he suggests Con Blatsis now he attaches um a quote here king of the long throwing but not so crash hot on anything football related um this is giving me absolutely no clue um he is Hall of Fame worthy based off the name um Con Con Blatsis now I'm thinking Dutch struck South African, they're kind of intertwined a little bit, aren't they, intrinsically, um, historically. So I was thinking along those lines, um, I was completely wrong. I went to Wikipedia, I had to, because I not, don't know any knowledge of this guy. Um, he's from the Southern Hemisphere, you'll be pleased to know, but born in Melbourne, uh, made his senior debut for South Melbourne, um, around the time when they were quite good, I seem to remember. Was it, it's, I'm sure it was South Melbourne who uh, Manchester United played in the Club World Championship in 2000. Um, the only team they beat in that tournament. <laughs> uh, Quinton Fortune with a double. Um, that's just off the top of my head. Um, maybe South Melbourne. Maybe, maybe another team from Melbourne. I'm not sure Melbourne victory around then. Um, or certainly not winning Champions Leagues in Oceania. Um, there we go. I don't know different format for the Club World Championship then, wasn't it? Um, he, he made two Premier League appearances for Derby in the 2000-2001 season. I'm pretty sure Tom's a Sheffield Wednesday fan. I'm not too sure on that one, um, but he played for Sheffield Wednesday on loan, which may be where the long throws come in. Um, maybe you taught Rory Delap a thing or two. Uh, did Rory Delap play for Derby around the 2000, early 2000s? I'm not too sure on that. I remember him from Southampton. Obviously Stoke, um, where the long throw was unsheathed. Um, and then uh, Comblatsis turned out for Colchester in the 2001-02 season, then went to Turkey with uh, Kosali Spor. I think I'm pronouncing that one right. Sorry, any Turkish listeners. Um, then St. Patrick's Athletic in Ireland, and then back to South Melbourne again when he uh, when he retired, um, age 31, made two caps for the for the senior Australia national team. So that's, that's good going for Comblatsis, but he's certainly in our Hall of Fame <laughs> He's certainly on course for it anyway, but uh, we'll decide. We'll, we'll next month when we do the March episode of the Obscure Footballer, we'll uh, we'll give you a roundup of the Hall of Fame inductees, as it were. Now Dave Matheson comes in with Leg- Les Pogliacome. Um He says he's a theme here. Um, I know Dave's a big uh, fan of the Dream Team uh, football soap opera. I was thinking maybe he's from your Curveball, and this is a. This is um, the actor who played Callum Davenport or something like that. 
<laughs> if anyone watched Dream Team back in the day, you'll know who he is. Uh, what player? Uh, I think it's Callum Davenport. The one, the striker who came from Barcelona who got um, blinded. What a what show that was. <laughs> what a show. Anyway, I had to go to Wikipedia, of course. Um, I know Dave's an Oldham fan as well, so I should have probably guessed. <laughs> he was an Oldham player. Um, goalkeeper for Australia. 420 caps, never turned senior. Turned out for the likes of... Marconi Stallions, Adelaide City, Canterbury Marrickville, Wollongong Wolves, Morbank Sports, Parramatta Power, before finally pitching up in England with Oldham. 141 league appearances in three years. Sounds a bit too much. Maybe that's all overall appearances when you factor in the, the old Johnston paint or LDV Vans trophy, whatever it's called, Papa John's. Um, went to Blackpool for a year, then back to Oldham for two, then back to Australia for Campbelltown City. Bit of an Australian journeyman who obviously transferable skills goes to League One, I think Oldham would have been at that time, League One for Blackpool as well, perhaps as well in the mid, um, mid to late 2000s there. Fantastic shout, definitely in the foyer of the uh, inductees that we're going to select come round seven. Maracas Flute chimes in with Nikola Jerkan. He said he played for Croatia, maybe an English team. He wasn't even sure of his name. So, <laughs> I mean, I've not got an absolute clue on this one. Not a Scooby-Doo. Um, so I went to Wikipedia, of course. And he, he wasn't Maracas Flute, wasn't sure of the name either. Um, but we did manage to find him. He was Nikola Jerkan, defender for Croatia. 31 senior caps. Um, slightly before my time, um, played his football for the likes of NK Zagreb, Dinamo Vinkovi, Hajduk Split from 1982 to 1990 then. Real Oviedo for six years, 203 La Liga games in there uh, before coming to England, signing for Nottingham Forest around the time when they were they were back up into the Premier League under Frank Clark. Then they dropped down, they got relegated, they must have played for them in the, uh, the old, the, well, the old, well, it would have been the first division, wouldn't it? Um, then quickly left after they, they got re-promoted in 98-99, got relegated again. That's when Jerkan moves on loan to Rapid Vienna and then Shalawa um, in Belgium, ending his career age 35, an absolute shout for the Hall of Fame there. <laughs> Um, again, we've got this is a stacked episode of the uh, the obscure football um, podcast, I guess. Um, United sixteen bits on Twitter led me down a bit of an odyssey, to be honest. Um, so thank you for that one, Vladimir Kinder. Um, didn't help me out one bit. Just attached a picture of some late nineties uh, Middlesbrough player with uh, that uh, lovely was it BT Cellnet sponsor, the white um, either side of the sponsor. So I could date that to around. 97, 98, 99, like that era. So thankfully Google reverse image search is a thing now. So we hopped on that, threw the picture in and it said he was Paul Gascoigne, um, <laughs> which it wasn't, it didn't even bear any resemblance, resemblance really. And I guess it was a sticker book picture. So I guess they just saw the hair. It was a similar color, I guess, to what Gazza had at the time. Saw the shirts saw the background and just went, oh, uh, most popular player at the time, Paul Gascoigne. Yeah, it's him. Thankfully, via an eBay listing, if that's to be believed, um, we found his name. Someone's selling a Vladimir Kinder. <laughs> Someone's selling a Vladimir Kinder um, Premier League sticker on eBay for, I think it was £1.25. Um, I think the listing may have, may have finished if, you, if anybody wanted one. Um, if you do, um, you need your head testing. 
Um, I was still none the wiser, really, but what an odyssey. We had to go down. So we had to jump on Wikipedia after all that. Took me upwards of five minutes to find <laughs> So he started off Slovan Bratislava between 1990 and 96, then two years at Middlesbrough, then back to Slovakia for, I'm going to pr- butcher these pronunciations, sorry, any Slovakians. Dernovic at Media, Petrozalka, and then seemingly retired in 2014, although his Wikipedia hasn't been updated for a long time. Um, 38 senior Slovakian appearances between 1994 and 2001, and he's he's only the 1994 Slovak Footballer of the Year. So that may does that may bar him from uh, the obscure Hall of Fame, but he's definitely in the foyer. Um, I don't know any other Slovak footballers of the year. Is anybody else? Um, I'm going to hazard a guess at Martin Skirtle. Um, and off the top of my head, that's the uh, Slovak footballers I know. Uh, Georgios, I've just had an entire nation there. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sure there's so many. Marek Hamsik, for example. He's <laughs> probably won a ton, hasn't he? Anyway, we'll move on. Georgios Donis is suggested by Harry Holland. Attached a picture of a man in a, a Panasonic Huddersfield shirt. Turn of the century. Steve Bruce almost in the Premier League team, I'm guessing. Um not a clue who this guy is. I assume he's Greek or Cypriot um, around that sort of ilk of the uh, Mediterranean. Uh, so we jumped on Wikipedia. He ended his career at Huddersfield Town in the 1999-2000 season. So courtesy of that shirt um, in that picture, got the year bang on because that was the year Steve Bruce almost took Huddersfield Town up and um, made 21 appearances for the Terriers. Uh, debuted all the way back in 1988 for Panathinaikos. Um, stayed there for eight years, then numerous Greek clubs before randomly Blackburn Rovers 96-97 took them to um, took him to the Premier League before going back to Greece with AEK Athens, only to come back to England with um, with Sheffield United. 24 appearances for Greece, so not not too bad, especially in the mid 90s when Greece uh, they're appearing at the World Cup. In um, I think it was their first appearances. It may have been their second um, in 1994. Obviously didn't do anything, but uh, played at a World Cup. So not too bad, not too shabby. Shabby. Harry Holland also suggests Efisodje. Now, um, I mean, Nigeria 2002 World Cup squad got it instantly almost. Um, I thought he might have played for Charlton, but it's crew um, apparently um, and Huddersfield Town as well. Just a bit too... Well known to be uh, to be uh, in this. Wikipedia suggests he made his debut for Stevenage in 1994, then to Macclesfield for two years, Luton, Colchester on loan, a bit nomadic, then Crew for three years. Probably, probably his most well known squad, um, and that's where he played the majority of his 12 caps for the Nigerian senior squad. I think he did make the 2002 World Cup squad. Then he had two years at Huddersfield Town. Bit of a football league legend, one year at Yeovil, one year at Southend, one year at Gillingham, then five, count them, five years at Bury, his longest spell before retiring back up in uh, Macclesfield there. Bit of a journeyman and definitely, I think he's too well known, too well known to be, uh, to be in the Hall of Fame, but superb suggestion. Chris Etchenham suggests Samuel Dalabonna, absolutely not. Um, as Chris says, he seemed to have a bit about him, could have been, could have had a good potential. Um, and yeah, he was in that sort of Chelsea era, wasn't he? Between the cup team of Hullet and Viali in the late 90s and obviously the money. Um, this was the, the bad finances era of Chelsea when they were struggling to compete with your Leeds, Newcastles and obviously then above that Liverpool, Arsenal and Man United. 
do remember him in that auto glass Chelsea shirt circa 2001. Probably played in that charity shield match that they won. Um, would have been 2000 that one, maybe. Uh, who knows? Um, you often get the, your uh, your kids run out for that one, don't you, in the in the charity shield game. But Samuel Dalbonna, probably obscure now to most people, but I, I, I definitely remember him in that auto glass shirt, which is usually um, usually a good barometer for me in this um, in this game. We end with um, a suggestion from Jay Susenko or Suschenko. Sorry for the pronunciation there. I'm sure I'm right with one of those ones. Um, and I thought this one was a joke. Um, it's called Ulrich van Gobel or Goebel. Probably Goebel because, no, van Gobel sounds absolutely disgusting. Anyway, we went to Wikipedia and we got another Dutch player of Surinamese descent. We've had over the past couple of episodes, we've had quite a lot of, um, of these because obviously Suriname, I think, is owned by the Dutch um, politically or is part of the Netherlands. Um, so obviously more well-known would be Edgar Davids, for example. Um, and obviously you do have a lot of Surinamese players or Surinamese families going over to the Netherlands, maybe born in the Netherlands and then go, and go back and play for, for Suriname internationally. And along the way, there's a lot of obscure Surinamese Dutch footballers. He would make his debut Van Gerbel. Let's just call him Gerbel. For Willem Twee, then um, in, in 1988, moved to Feyenoord for five years in the mid-90s when they were just about getting good. I think they had a Champions League appearance just after that. Um, Van Gerbel was gone, though, by that point, um, after the Ajax dominance, of course. Um, Van Gerbel had a season in Turkey with Galatasaray. Then he pitched up in the Premier League with Southampton for 27 Premier League games before retiring with Feyenoord in 2002, did have did have eight Dutch senior national team appearances and currently manages Feyenoord under-19s. If Wikipedia is to be believed, it does sound a bit... It does look a bit out of date, the um, the Wikipedia entry, but um some point he was Feyenoord under-19s um, coach, manager. So there we have it. We have got quite a lot of... Quite a lot of obscure footballers here. From your Edson, Braff Hides, here, Enrique De Lucas, Frode Kipper, Mike Marsh, Komblatsis as well was another one. good one, wasn't it? Uh, Nicola Jerkan, Vladimir Kinder, i.e. Paul Gascoigne. He was in there, wasn't he? Well, we'll find out next month when we have another episode of The Obscure Footballer where we will... Uh, we'll decide three Hall of Fame entries as we often do on this show, but... Um, until then, thank you very much for listening, for supporting the channel if you do so on Patreon and on YouTube, of course. But until then, thank you very much and see Network.